0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.
1: Hello. Oh, no, wait, don't, don't skip forward. I'm Matt Bevan. I'm just here to quickly tell you about my podcast, If You're Listening. It used to be called Russia, If You're Listening, and also America, China and Australia, If You're Listening. But now I'm trying to get everyone to listen, including you. It comes out every Thursday, analysing the craziest news on earth. Find us in the Listen app and wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal land. This is ABC News Daily. The Reserve Bank may have decided to hold rates for a second consecutive month, but with 12 hikes in just over a year, it's still really tough out there. And for those wanting to buy a home, it won't make it easier because despite the rate rises, competition in the market is still really intense. So who's buying all the properties? Today, business reporter Nassim Kadem on the group's ensuring house prices remain high. Nassim, the Reserve Bank has held interest rates steady for the second month in a row, a sigh of relief for a lot of people. Easy for now, or for another month at least, the Reserve Bank has decided interest rates can stay right where they are, which means... The more- Inflation's going down. Are we seeing signs that interest rates have now peaked? So inflation is trending down and last week's data showed that the annual
0: rate of headline inflation fell to 6% from 7.8% in December.
1: We know that we've still got a long way to go. We know that people are still under the pump. Uh, but what we see in today's numbers represents, I think, uh, some
0: welcome progress. Inflation is still too high. And it's coming there. down more quickly than the Reserve Bank expected in its most recent forecast. Mm-hmm. But it does still remain above the
1: RBA's target range of 2 to 3%. Right. OK, so can we say now that there won't be any more rate rises or is it too early for that? We
0: may not be at the end of interest rate rises. Economists have been really divided on whether there'll be more hikes. So some are forecasting another one could be on the cards, Uh, but others are saying, look, this is enough. The Australian economy is softening. There is still definitely reasons for the RBA to worry. Services inflation is still very high. So things like rents and childcare costs are going up and services inflation actually recorded
1: its largest annual rise since 2001. Right. Okay. So while we might be spending less, this services inflation seems to be a big worry for the RBA. Nassim, this has been the fastest cycle of interest rate hikes in a generation. Higher interest rates have put huge pressure on lots of borrowers and it's made it harder for buyers to get into the market. But strangely, house prices are rising at the same time, so there are still people out there yeah, buying. First call at 145. Is a job. Put your hands up for the new owners. Sold! We're solved. Congratulations. Although
0: prices fell initially, they've actually been rising for several months across the country, you know, and and let's go back to the start of this year or before the start of this year where some economists were saying, oh, there's going to be drops of 10% in house prices, 20%. We've not seen that. Mm. Uh, And, you know, house prices are back past their peaks in some cities. So this is making it tough for a lot of people, but not everyone is struggling
1: to break into the property market. So prices are rising partly because there are these people who can afford to buy. Who are they? So real estate agents that
0: I spoke to are seeing demand from a few groups. Firstly, it's partly from baby boomers who are downsizing as their kids leave home mm-hmm. and they approach retirement.
1: Well, we're uh, empty nesters looking to downsize and in particular
0: looking for a single level, three two two. 2 2 I spoke to a gentleman, Thomas Linderman. Him and his wife recently purchased a four-bedroom home in Melbourne's East for 1.6 million. It's a smaller home, but they purchased in cash after mm. selling their bigger family home.
1: We're retirees, so uh, you know, we own our own property. And you know, we've sold that, so uh, that's half of the equation for us to solve.
0: Uh, And then there's data from PEXA that shows that about one quarter of homes sold in the eastern states last year were bought without mortgages. So that is that they paid outright in cash and that's partly because of those retirees selling their bigger homes to buy smaller ones.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice to be able to pay cash. (laughs) Not many of us can do that. Right. So retirees who've made a lot of money from their homes, that does make sense that they can go out and sort of downsize and pay cash for those homes. But who else is getting into the market right now?
0: Yeah, there are also young first home buyers, but they're being helped out by their parents. So, this is known informally as the bank of mum and dad. Uh For me,
1: getting into the market was a struggle. Um, Definitely need some help from mum and dad a little bit, um, but lots of work sort of saving up for quite a few years to get into
0: the money. One of the agents I spoke to actually talked about how sometimes the parents are bidding so much, like they're standing with their children and bidding, that the the kids have to put the parents in the naughty corner and say, stop bidding. Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, Most auctions that I go to, you'll have a young couple and either one or both sets of uh, parents there. Um, It's funny because the older couples have all this money and they are desperately pushing the young people to buy, even though the young couples kind of go, No, I see value at this price. Mum and dad are saying, just buy. Just buy.
0: Another cohort we're seeing is foreign buyers. Mm -hmm. And they're mainly coming from China and Hong Kong. And then there's migrants. So migration's running at almost double pre-pandemic levels with net migration of about 400,000 people this year. And many of those who can afford to buy homes are those moving to Australia on business visas. Mm -hmm. So they come here on temporary visas, they come equipped with up to half a million dollars in savings and that's a requirement of their visa to have enough money to set up a business. Mm. And then rather than rent, they spend some of the money they've saved on buying residential property. At least that's what Helia Singh, a wealth coach and former mortgage broker in Perth told me. Uh, My clients are coming from um, China and also from Iran as well as uh, Brazil. Uh, most of them, they are uh, skilled migrant, and also they are coming here as a business visa holder. And the high cost of housing, especially in capital cities like Sydney and Melbourne, haven't deterred your wealthy overseas buyers. I spoke to Peter Lee, he's a real estate agent in Chatswood in Sydney. He says Chinese parents are funneling cash into mm. Australia in increments, so their children who come to study here can buy homes.
1: Oh, the mum and dad bank of Chinese students are very rich. <laughs> I'll say they have very strong fund behind them. but.
0: And he says about 20% of his firm's clients are overseas buyers from mainland mainland China, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Indonesia, who are wealthy. Uh, And he says that inquiries from this group of overseas uh, buyers has increased by 30% over the past year to date and he expects it to continue to increase.
1: In terms of the rising uh, of overseas buyers, 100% it's going up. And the trend really started after the lockdown is finished. Mm, okay, so by the sounds of it, the bank of mum and dad, as it's being dubbed, is playing a big role here for local people, but also for those from overseas. I'm not sure Mum and Dad like the bank as much as the kids do, but anyway. So just tell me, Nasim, how big a difference are foreign buyers making to the prices we're seeing here for housing? So the official data suggests that foreigners account for a small
0: fraction of purchases by number. Mm -hmm. A treasury official told the Senate, uh, told Senate estimates that in 2021-22 financial year, less than 1% of residential sales went to overseas buyers. Mm -hmm. But the value is still pretty high. If we look at more recent figures, by value, it was almost $6 billion between July last year and this March. And as I said earlier, China is by far the biggest source of that cash, followed by Hong Kong buyers. And demand's you know, expected to rise. There's data suggesting Chinese demand for Australian and other international real estate will increase as uh, Chinese nationals have a large pool of savings to invest. Like in the first nine months of last year alone, official statistics show that Chinese saving deposits soared in value by almost $5.5 trillion.
1: Wow. Okay. And that $6 billion figure that you mentioned, that might then increase. So overseas interests may keep growing. Are there actually sim rules in place to control foreign investment? Or can you just come here and buy a house if you want to? Uh,
0: no, there, there are far higher taxes for foreigners uh-huh. and these taxes have been going up over time. So at the moment, uh, the f- federally have to pay fees to the foreign investment review board and they started three, uh, 13, a bit more over 13,000 for residential property purchases of one million or less. And they rise over increments as the home gets more expensive. And then there's also, uh, the fact that non-residents must pay far higher stamp duty to state governments. But what we're seeing is lots of people are actually willing to pay that because they figure that the cost of renting is so high anyway, and they you know, want to establish permanent residency in Australia anyway. So buying
1: a home here takes them a step closer to that. Mm. And as part of your job, Nassim, I mean, you head out to auctions, you're watching the market. It's not pretty, is it? No, I mean, I, I, go,
0: I, I, go, I, have, to, I have to disclaim that I go to auctions not to buy, just to kind of keep an eye yes. on how the market's doing. I was kind of standing at these auctions, thinking, "Who are these people?" And I, I realized it's really, it's really the generation thing, right? It's the older people who've bought their properties and now have money behind them, have superannuation behind them, uh, and you know, this is an issue that uh, governments are really grappling with, and you know, the answers are complicated.
1: Nasim Kadem is a reporter with the ABC business team. The official cash rate is currently sitting at 4.1%. The monthly repayments on an average $600,000 mortgage have soared by more than $1,350 since May last year. About 800,000 borrowers on fixed rate loans have already or will come off those lower rates and move on to higher variables this year. This episode was produced by Veronica App-App, Lara Corrigan, Nell Whitehead and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is David Cody. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.